Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am truly excited about this episode for a variety of reasons. Um, part of the way I work is I get connected to incredible women who connect me to other incredible women. So today's guest has, we were connected by another lovely person, Sage, who did a, an episode with us a while ago. And she introduced me to Emily and we immediately connected. And I thought, all right, I need to have you on my show. So today's guest is Emily Ahrens, and she's an energy healer and business alignment coach. We're going to dive deeply into probably a lot of conversations, but I'm going to try to keep it centered and grounded in the energetics of sales and launching. And the cool thing is we're doing a two-part episode. So we're going to start here and we're going to finish the conversation over on Emily's podcast. You're going to hear more about it. Emily, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. And I love that we get to do a two-parter here, um, you know, talking about the energetics and then talking about how to really bring the sales into form. It's just, I'm, I'm tickled. I'm so excited. Oh, it's so good. I mean, we clearly can keep talking forever and ever. We could probably do like a 30 part episode or 30 <laughs> parts to this, because I think we immediately hit it off. And um, when we first met, we really talked about this conversation about sales and selling and energy. And I was excited to bring this conversation into my community even more and to talk about it from an energetic connection. And part of what I think, what I was excited about this conversation, especially was what are you, what are you, what's, what are you seeing are some of the issues that we deal with when it comes to selling and our energy? And we're going to dive deeply into that in this episode. So before we do that, tell me a little bit about you. I, well, so I, um, I know you introduced me. I'm an energy healer. I've been doing energy healing for the last 23 years. Um, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to help people. Um, and then as I got older, I started to take my allowance and babysitting money and part-time job money. And I would buy books on spirituality and crystals and homeopathy and like all just kinds of weird stuff that teenagers like probably shouldn't be interested in. Um, and I knew I wanted to start my own business, uh, when I was a teenager as well. So after I graduated high school, I went directly to understand the healing arts. I learned hands-on massage therapy and advanced energy healing through polarity therapy and distance therapy. And when I got there, it was like, I came out of my shell. Um, I grew up mostly, most of my young adult life, young life um, in Northern California. And then at 12, I was transplanted into the New England area, into Boston, Massachusetts. And it was like a whole nother world. And at a really terrible time uh, in one's life at 12 years old to have that kind of shift happen. Um, and I realized looking back at all these different changes and the adversity I've gone through, it's helped me to become more of me. And, you know, I, I lost my identity. I, I don't know who I was anymore. And I had to reclaim and who I was. And then when I finally went to um, healing school at 18, 
it was like I was starting to come out of my shell and like I was around people who spoke the same language as me and yet I was 18 and they were like 40 50 years old and I'm like I mean I we have so much in common but why are we not the same age um and and I also saw my age as like a negative I I thought maybe people wouldn't want to go see me because I'm too young and not experienced mm -hmm. even though I had the same exact level of experience as my peers to that point um and then I started my first business at the age of 22. I had then put myself into college. I went to a university uh, locally here in Massachusetts. And um, when I was in college, I started part-time at night. And I'm like, I'm never going to finish if I keep at this rate. So I, I just switched everything around. I had been living on my own, going to school, working for myself. And um and then i started a business at 22. so i started a wellness center in downtown salem massachusetts right across from the district courthouse and um you know at that time there was not uh, a facebook and an instagram and other social media outlets to advertise i was the type of person that i would pull up microsoft word and make a little image pull up some clip art and then make four per page at staples and then pass them out and put them on people's uh windshields and coffee shops and like i was old school like door-to-door -door guerrilla marketing um and and that was my background you know i was like i will figure out a way to make it happen and um i had three business partners when i started that business and i had to convince them all why we should invent invest in con uh, constant contact <laughs> um, no. they were like it's 500 dollars, and we have gmail and i'm like no. we can't email our customers through gmail and like you could only send it like 200 at a time so i was sitting there sending like multiple like copy and paste it was really bad and then all the bounce backs and like just the <laughs> so don't do that um and so i entered myself in a small business plan competition as a student and okay. i won so i won the competition it gave me the cash injection and i was like got it and so basically everything that i did it was like they they didn't understand and i was and then eventually i graduated um college and we went our separate ways and that's a nice way of saying like they wanted to shrink the business and I wanted to grow it. And okay. we had a very huge difference in what we wanted to do. And it caused me to start seeing clients out of my spare room in my apartment, which was not ideal. And I went in and out of, you know, I had my healing work always, but then I would have like a quote unquote real job just to figure out some ways to pay the bills and get insurance and a 401k. And when i when i was more doing full-time work i worked at state street bank in boston as a, a professional babysitter also known as executive assistant um i it was soul sucking and i was yes. just like why am i here i'm totally like this i mean i'm getting great money great benefits i'm excelling people like me i'm making a ton of friends all i did all day was socialize i was fine um the people who i work with were on the sales and trading floor and they're like you should get your series seven you are so good at sales you are like awesome I'm like i you can't even pay me enough and and I was like, screw it. I'm I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna go back to my roots to go back to healing. I don't even care 
And basically I started taking uh, classes to learn to become a yoga teacher. I was like, I will hustle. I will figure it out. So I taught yoga classes for kids, for adults, at corporations, at boys and girls club, at like, it was like everywhere. And I was just hustling. I taught running clubs. Like, I don't care. You just trade my time for money until I had my kid and everything changed. And I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. So I totally should value my time differently. And I stopped hustling. I started realizing I, I can't keep trading my time for money. And I started praying for a miracle. Mm. But I could stop doing what I was doing because I was also like the broke healer who could, you know, yeah. I was just barely making it. And, um, at that point I wasn't contributing to my family very much financially and things started to change. And I realized, okay, well, all this intuitive work and energetic work that I've been doing on other people for the last 15 years, probably I wonder if I apply it to myself and my business, like how that would go. And the alternative kind of sucked. So I was like, man, what do I have to lose? And I started to listen to my intuition. I started to hear messages a lot louder and I started to take action based on what came up through my meditations and through my higher self. And the very first thing that came to me was this six week series to teach meditation to entrepreneurs. And I got the full download. Here is the six week content. You're going to put it out in the world today on Facebook. And I posted, I was going to go live that night at seven o'clock. Everybody, it's exciting. I had no followers. And <laughs> and I went outside and I was like having a mini panic attack, like something, this is so like, I don't, I don't like how I feel. This is terrible. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get back inside. Cause I had to take a, I had to take a beat and like try to walk and like calm myself with my dog. And I was like, oh, I'll just delete the post. Like it never happened. Everything will be fine. Business is <laughs> And I came back to my, my, my house. And when I was walking up my steps, I see a little ladybug. And that to me was mm -hmm. it because my friend growing up, my friend, Melissa had passed away in a, in a car accident. And every time she came to visit me in spirit, she showed up as a ladybug. Mm -hmm. And so like, even as I said, I get a little chill and it's like, in that exact moment, I realized I need to stop the BS and the self-doubt. And she just was like, just do it. Just do it. Stop worrying. Like, just do it. And I went live in front of one person. Uh, I had one person on live. I don't know. I do who they were because they never said anything. It just said I had one person and I made my offer. I pitched this program. There was I knew there was going to be 10 people. I said, there was 10 spots. It's, you know, going to start this time. This is what we're going to cover. Let me know if you want to come. And I worked my butt off to find 10 people. Like I was yeah. on a, I was on a search and rescue mission. Like <laughs> it was my, it, I mean, it was my job, but it was like, I was just like, we're going to get these people, damn it. Um, yeah. And one person got a scholarship. And so I started that program and that program is now what became my multi six figure membership. Cool. I had no clue then that that's what it was becoming. And if I did, I probably would have never done it, but I would have been too terrified. Um, but that's how it started. And those people who did the six month program literally wouldn't stop meditating with me. They were just like, let's do it again. And I just build them every month. I just build them once a month. <laughs> bill, bill, bill. And then I did a retreat. I did another retreat and they all came and it was mm -hmm. like, okay. 
Mm-hmm. So I had this loyal customer base that just helped me to build this foundation and to help explode um, the business. And that's basically the foundation that my business was built on. And yes. now I help other entrepreneurs clear their blocks, clear and not just money blocks, clear all the blocks so that they can start to listen to their intuition and get that inner guidance that they can take direct action, move forward faster in that aligned state. So, you know, you know, you're here to do something, you have that purpose and you have that passion and you're fulfilling your highest potential and you feel awesome and you don't have to kill yourself working a gazillion different odd jobs to make it work. So that's, that's where Uh. I came from. It's it's so great. I have like a zillion questions and I love that you shared all of that because there's so many questions I have within it. I, one of my first questions is when you, when you really started out in your business, I like you were doing everything you were, I heard you say you were, you know, when you were with the other partners, how much of it would you say what you were doing was because you were passion filled or because you were just acting out of your intuition. Like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to put this flyer here. I'm going to create this. Like, was it, uh, could you say if there was a combination or what percentage do you think? Yeah. I mean, back when I was 22, I mean, I was just like, I think part of it was intuition. I would say like, I had an idea for something. What about this? But then a lot of the things that we did, unfortunately, were just things that we had done before. They Mm -hmm. had been done and we just kept doing them. No matter if they actually worked or not, we just kept repeating them. Like the flyers, like discounting ourselves, like pricing ourselves based on our neighbors, like all of the problems that healers get into. And I'm here to disrupt this um currently right. and for the few for future um because we've been programmed to believe that we should do those things so sure. yeah but i at think at some point did you start to realize okay wait a minute i like you started talking to yourself within it and saying oh let me try this or let me try this did you start to see that for yourself and and when that began happening because i i'm i'm listening to what you're saying it was like you did this and you did this and then you did this and i'm noticing a pattern here which was a you kept going yeah. and b you kept trying things and i'm just wondering where that came from from an intuitive place like your energy was getting aligned more and more without you knowing it like could you think back on that at all that's a great observation and that totally like puts summarizes who i am in a nutshell like okay. i have this I think I can spirit, you know, and I think that's part of the things that um, make me different than some other people, maybe, which is, you know, I can get down, but I'm never out. And I have always had that about me. I've always had that determination and that grit and like, I will make it happen. It's going to happen. And I do get down on myself and I wonder if it's going to work and I get scared and I get into fear and I get into worry, but then I wake up the next day and I'm like, let's do this. (laughs) Some other idea comes through me. And I think that's where my intuition can help is like, when we get so focused on frustration and worry and doubt and fear, it's like we're blocking our creative juices and our creative centers energetically. And so we can just surrender and go like, hand to God, whatever, use me. I'm here. I just, I don't know. You tell me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That's because when things start to shift and happen, because it doesn't have to come through me. Like I just, I'm not the idea gal. It, I'm just the conduit. 
Right. And, and I think like how nice in a lot of ways that you, you continued on, you knew, okay, this is where I'm going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure it out. But it was almost like, I'm sort of like, but I, I don't know, I'm a visual person, but I was kind of like following your energy mentally and somehow or another, like, wow, you went from this to this, to this, and you were, you continued to, uh, to work through it and look where you are today. It's like, if you had given up uh, or stopped or didn't trust yourself, you wouldn't be where you are, but it's like this beautiful energy flow. I, I don't know how to explain what I'm seeing. You are explaining it. You're doing a great job. I love where you're going. But it's like, wow, good for you for continuing. And a lot of people don't do that. Like they get to a point where like, I can't sell this or this isn't working. And then instead of getting up the next day and resetting their energy or saying, you know, what's blocking me here? There, they sometimes I see it's like this internalization, like it's like, oh, it's me or it's this yeah. or it's that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe this, obviously this is some of the work that you do is help people through this. Yeah. It's hard to watch other people go through it. It um, is. It's really hard, especially as me watching people, because like, for example, I have a certification and, and we have a profit guarantee in the certification because you are literally required to charge money for sessions at a certain interval and then double your price. And then by the time you're done, guess what? You're at regular rates. You're not at, I'm just getting started rates because you've been doing so many practice sessions and paid sessions and so much experience happens. But what happens is that people go into resistance because there's a subconscious belief that I'm not worthy of it. And I don't want to be out there. I don't want to be the front guy. I don't want to get attacked or I, whatever their story mm -hmm. is, why they don't want to accept how easy it can be. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we can say like, for example, we have a student who is behind on her practice sessions. And we said, here's a list of seven people. There's five from the certification there's three from the previous certification they've all said i would love to be your practice person here's seven people and she came back and asked us a question like does this count for this and dishes as we're like mm -hmm. stop with the questions you need to do questions i mean you need to do uh sessions and here are the people to do the sessions with no more questions Yes. People yes. are so there. It's a pattern. It's a habit. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Is this just a story I'm telling myself? Nothing ever works out for me. I've never get the luck. I, I don't have a lot like the stories that she's been. I don't have a lot of friends. Really? Mm -hmm. You don't have friends to do sessions. You just say, hi, I'm a student. I'm doing sessions. Would anybody like a free session? And you know what happens? 900 people line up on your digital doorstep and go, can I have one? I got three sisters and a cousin. Can we all have them? It's not that hard. What's hard is when you transition from free to paid because it was yes. one season, you had 900 people and now you're going, but actually there's yeah. gotta be an energy exchange now. Well, and it's also hard, even the initial ask. And so we were talking a little bit before yeah. too, which is, you know, part of the work that I do is really helping women get very comfortable with asking and you know, whether it's like asking to be on a stage or speak or um, for referral, or it's asking for business, right? There's this, there's so much that goes into it for some people. And I've gotten to the, I've practiced asking, and I think it's, 
I've done it a lot for a long time and it was not always comfortable. And I also didn't always feel worthy of it. And I'm going to say, sometimes I get tripped up in my own, like, oh my gosh, I've raised my prices. And now I'm asking for this at a different level. I have to go through this sort of process internally to move into, okay, I'm good with this. I'm really good with this, like a mental game and an energetic game that I'm playing at the same time to move into it. But, but when we talk about the energetics of this, um, it, even asking for something for free, you mentioned something to me that happens to people. And if we're, if we're using our voice to ask for it, there's a block that comes up. What was it that you said? Where is this coming from for people? Yeah. So I work solely on entrepreneurs. I mean, I would say female entrepreneurs, but there's like the sprinkle of a guy here or theirs, but it's mostly, mostly female entrepreneurs I work with. Um, but this is a common area that we get blocked is our throat chakra. Mm -hmm. So our throat chakra is in the center of our throat. It's cone shaped. There's a little front and a back and they connect right in our spinal column. So it's like a mirror image going forward and back and it's cone shape. And we all oftentimes get blocked in our throat chakra. So throat chakra is all about speaking our truth and it's about visibility. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to also buy what you said is asking for what you want. And so when we get blocked in the throat chakra, we have difficulty with those things or we can, we can get really mousy and we talk like this with a really high pitched voice if we're not in alignment, um, or we can speak too harshly. Um, likewise, where we're stuck and we're not able to ask, if you're not able to ask for what you want, I would start getting curious about that. And so some of the work that I do with clients in one-on-one -on -one work, um, even in small group work is kind of just get inquisitive and ask, like, where did that start? When was the first time that happened? And energetically, I'm usually pointed to specific scenarios or metaphors that mm -hmm. are resonant for the person I'm working with. So sometimes I mention like, um, I get brought back to Catholic school a hell of a lot, which is really too bad for Catholic schools. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't go to Catholic school, but if you did, like there's some stuff there. Um, and so what that means is, you know, it, it and, the, and the scenarios that it gets brought up in things like speak when spoken to, um, I've had clients who, when I go into their throat chakra, I'm seeing a nun hitting them with a ruler. Mm. Um, I'm seeing them being punished because they're a bad girl. I'm seeing them in their family's home as a child and being yelled at and only it's okay for adults to talk or the men to talk. And we don't, little girls are seen and not heard. You know, these are, oh, that just gave me a big one. So I'm sorry if that was for you. <laughs> um, these are, these are ingrained, not just in our thoughts, but in our molecules, our DNA, it is ingrained through generations, through all lifetimes. And so when they show up as a block, it might seem like I just have a hard time asking to be on a stage. That's not the problem. It comes that from is, somewhere. It is coming no. from somewhere else. So we have to trail back to what is the root of that and how can we address it both on a conscious, subconscious level, energetically, can we shift it kind of thing. I will tell you, I don't think I told you this story before, but I will tell you, I personally had that block and I had it. And what was interesting for me was 
I was a speaker. I was at the top of my game in my my career. I I actually went to school for speech communication. I was a tour guide. I was used to speaking on stage. So speaking was never an issue for me. But at one point in my career, I was basically told that I was I had non-compete and I was told to not violate it. Basically, I had to stay silent for three years. Don't say anything for three years. And so what does that do for you when you're told that, right? For three years. And then when I came out of it, I was like, I don't even know how to use my voice. I don't know how to ask. I don't know how to ask for business. I don't know how to speak for myself. And I had to like go through this whole process of, I had to work through it myself, but I probably could have come to have some work on this at another point. Like, like I, why am I blocked? Why am I still having this problem? And um, anyway, I, I know now that I was pretty much silenced during that time. And it, I, I can sometimes go back to that point and be like, hold on, that's not real anymore. Mm. But I also know that it might need to be cleared when it yes. comes up. Right. And so yeah. I've gotten some work done around it. Um, yeah. And the good news about healing is it's not linear. So even if it has been worked on in the past, or I thought I cleared my daddy issues block. I thought I cleared my throat chakra block. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. energy is fluid. So think of yep. it like when we, you know, sweep a staircase, we just like, what do you sweep the bottom step? And you're like, staircase is clean. It's done. My right. job's right. done here. No, honey. If yeah. you're looking to make a bigger impact, make more money, grow it, you know, spiritually, any kind of growth and ascension, you're going to be climbing those steps and there's going to be dirt and dust on the other steps as well that you're going to have to address. So it's not like a one and done magic potion where you'll never have to address it or look at it ever again. Well, and this is, this is so good. It's so helpful because I also think that when we're in this business, when we're online um, and a lot of us who are in this space, we're online and we're trying to get comfortable um, sharing our message online. Uh, people don't know us and we have to be able to be comfortable with putting ourselves out there. We have to be comfortable asking for business or a referral or whether it's free or you know a free service or a paid service, we have to get comfortable with it. And there's the part that you talked about with visibility as well, that energetically sometimes like some of us want to hide at certain points. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if people, maybe you can speak to this too, Emily is like over the last couple of years, we've been, we had to cocoon because of the pandemic. And so we had to go inward. And now I'm noticing People are having a hard time getting out there again and being in community, like physically in community with each other. And they don't know how to use their voice and they don't know how to sell from the stage because they haven't done it as much or they're starting to again. Um, what do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Like what's happened with that cocooning and us getting ourselves back out there again now energetically? Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of things that I heard. So one, you mentioned about hiding. And so hiding can a lot have still a lot to do with the throat chakra as well. Um, but we also can look back at uh, our wounded aspects of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's a wounded aspect of yourself that was uh, staying safe to stay silent, to hide, um, you know, I'm sure you're picking up on the work I do is like, it's, it's significant. So we're, we're, yeah. we're trailing back. So sort of like what 
what, where's the root of this? And, you know, where I work with a lot of um, coaches, healers, leaders, um, we have in, in, in my experience, these wounded healer aspects, these wounded teacher aspects. And so, you know, perhaps people re recall past lives, perhaps not, you don't need to remember past life to be able to heal it. Um, but we, there's been, um, persecution, you know, there's witch hunts, like this is in our DNA. If you've read patriarchy stress disorder, you mm -hmm. can see the science that's proving that we actually have inherited these stories and it's in our DNA. We have a visceral response, <laughs> even if we didn't have that stimulus in our in our reality we right. remember it from our ancestors yeah. and so perhaps we were medicine women perhaps we were the the town healer perhaps we were uh whatever but we were outcast ostracized left alone to die we were murdered we were burned at the stake we were whatever we have these healer wounds that are inside of us that cause us again to kind of uh burrow and to hide from that happening ever again and mm -hmm. we don't do it consciously like oh i hope people don't burn me at the stake it's 2023 likely no <laughs> one is gonna do a witch hunt and you're gonna get that ever happened to you ever again but in our cells there's something that's like this is not safe mm -hmm. and i when i get this unsafe feeling i remember i have to hide mm -hmm. and so that is definitely contributing to why people are hiding a bit um and potentially it could have to do with their pricing but when it comes to the pandemic or people um distancing themselves from each other you know we have always been energetically connected whether we are physically connected we are always energetically connected and so part of what we're also experiencing is this mass consciousness of fear Mm -hmm. We're all energetically fully aware. I don't even watch the news, but I know it's happening because I can mm -hmm. feel it. We can all feel when things are happening because we are energetically connected. I'm not going to get into this whole spiel about oneness, but listen, yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. all connected. And so there's this like intricate, invisible web that we all feel fear, we feel violence, we'll feel scared. And there's been a, these agendas that have been running to make us feel this way so that we buy certain things, so that we get certain injections, so that other things happen in accordance to whatever that agenda is. Whether or not you buy it, we all feel it. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter like it, how much truth is in this story or that propaganda or this conspiracy. Like, it doesn't matter. There's so much chaos happening and it's only perpetuated even more. So with the use of social media, these voices get louder, these platforms get stronger. And so we all energetically feel it. So then when we want to connect and go out in the real world, it's so much harder. It is also terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, like you don't even have to have all the words that I just put behind all that, but like right. energetically you pick up on it. And there's been science that proves within three seconds of walking into a room, people can feel the energy of that space. And we, oh all my gosh, I thank you for saying, I didn't know it was that fast. That it's that, it's that incredible. fast. Yeah, I, I, there's so many things I can talk to you about. Like I actually have known ever since I was a young child, I was, uh, uh, I was able to absorb energy. I could pick up other energy. I could read a room. I always knew I was highly, highly sensitive. 
And so um, a couple months ago, I had one of my, I had my first event in three years and I brought everybody together and it was like, wow, this is weird. This is different. This is good. Okay. All right. This is the first time we're all together. And there were almost 50 of us in the room together and I could feel the energy of everybody in the room. And so one of the things that I really try to do, and we've talked a little bit about this is just really sort of think about like, uh, who's going to be there? How do I protect myself? What are the practices I need to do ahead? And, and, and I've done some of this, um, sort of instinctively in my whole life, but sometimes I'm not very good at it because I'm tired or because I'm, I don't know, I'm, I just forgot. Right. And so I, I know that I need to get better at protecting my own energy, uh, at times. And I think that this is something that you obviously work on is teaching people different practices and principles and ways to support themselves. Um, but I, I want to circle back to something with regard to this energy that we talk about, especially when it comes to selling. And I will tell you that for a long time, I would have live events. And every year I would have a live event and it was the one way that it would sell. Mm. And I was excited to offer it. And yet I was scared out of my mind on a bunch of different levels because one, would anyone show up? Two, would, I mean, they always did. Um, two, would it go well? And three, would people enroll in my program? And there was so much tied to it that I was going through the experience and the motions, but then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so stressful. And it's so much. And I felt overwhelmed by it almost to the point where I couldn't even sell. And I'm, that's what I teach. And then I thought, wait a minute, this is, I got to let this go. I, this is an experience. This is good. What's going to happen is going to happen. And I had to sort of move into a another process of trust. And so I would get out of my head and the worry and move into, I've done all the things and I feel really good about it. And whoever's meant to work with me is going to work with me and everything always has worked out. So I was able to sort of work through that myself, but not everybody can do that. Like, I'm not going to say I don't get anxious and all of that whenever I go into a launch, but I have to, I got, I sort of go through my own process of what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm okay. We're okay. Who's, you know, all of that sort of thing, but not everybody gets to that point. (laughs) Um, And we start with this whole, like it's worry from start to finish the whole way through. And I noticed with some clients, they have a hard time moving into trust and faith and that it's going to work out, right? Because we've done the work on the front end to make it happen. And so what would you say to people like that? Like that what's going on with the energy that's not calling in what it is that we really want, or when we can't get there on our own to work through what is meant to happen, what would you say to those people on the process that worry the whole way through? Yeah, that's a great uh, process to talk about. So whether you are selling on a actual stage or a virtual stage, you're doing an event, you're doing a a launch, um, so much goes into the creation just getting it to like start, <laughs> you know, very much like so much work goes into it. And like my, my, um, my launch 
whatever, uh, what's that word, uh, runways are usually around like 90 days at mm -hmm. the least at like the very minimum. It's like a three month kind of window where we're preparing at most. It can be up to like a year. And so because we have so much put into it, of course, it's only normal. We're human. That's the problem here. We're humans. We have a human body and a human experience and our soul came to us into this human skin suit so that it could evolve mm -hmm. and it, our souls can't evolve without this human experience. So part of the experience is like, yeah, it's totally normal. Like when you put your hand in hot water or cold water, you're going to feel that yeah. you're going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel stress. You're going to feel strain. How can you overcome feeling worry, stress, and strain in these times of stress so that your energy can be clear and vibrant and delicious and attractive to your soulmate clients? Yeah. So kind of what you just said is I'm going through my, my personal health check. I'm alive. I'm okay. No one's going to die if I do this wrong. Like, Hey, great. That's all good. But then to come deeper in our business is a catalyst of our own personal growth. You know, we yes. don't like grow separately from our business. Our business doesn't grow and where our personal self is like doing shit. Like we are together. We are not separate. And so we have to also understand this launch is part of the spiritual growth and ascension that I have actually been praying for and asking for. And this opportunity is squeezing those juices inside of me to say like, who are you mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity to go, I don't know who I am. I'm scared shitless. I'm just going to run away from this. Or you have the opportunity to let that squeeze allow you to open up to that next level. Yeah. And so part of what we have to do is, and I'll speak for myself, I'm sure your experience and your process is your own process. So for me, if I'm in a launch and I'm getting the jitters and I'm like freaking out a little bit, or maybe the sales aren't coming in the way I want them to come in. The first thing I do is I go outside and play. Mm -hmm. And when I play, when well, number one, I'm totally distracting my head from thinking the terrible thoughts that I was previously thinking, but I'm getting into the energy of money. I'm getting to the mm -hmm. energy of my highest self, my highest connection. When you're blissed out, and I actually just led a, a healing session this morning where we're in this beautiful, calm state of abundance, and we were working with all this bright, um, uh, energy and gold energy and, um, uh, iridescent energy. And everyone was just like, so calm and peaceful. So when you're in that state, yeah. that is like, so yummy and attractive. So it's about finding your way to get to that state. So if there's stuff that's coming up, I'm not telling you, please just put it under the rug and don't look at it until the launch is over. Right. I'm saying, look at it. Let's look at it. Let's see what it is. Let's let's make sure that we aren't dying and something terrible isn't going to happen. And maybe it's come up for a reason for it to be healed and cleared. We're moving up that step ladder, right? We're just keep going up. It's coming up for a reason so that it can be cleared. Just like when we get sick, all that mucus, 
all that stuff is coming out of your body and out for reasons getting cleared out so think of it in the same way so what's coming up what do i need to look at what do i need to address let's look at it let's address it let's heal it let's clear it let's move on and go have a fun day get on the trampoline go play on the four-wheeler i don't know go out and get a magical wand i don't care what you do for you whatever it is for you that brings your energy into that heightened state where you are excited and happy and joyful and then that next stage of a detachment because mm -hmm. really like no matter how much you worry about it or try to control it it's out of your hands we've all had sales like miraculously that you're like i just woke up and there was another five thousand dollars there i don't know what just happened right and we've had days where we work our butt off and we get like this uh, three people bought my 20 dollars thing okay and we've mm -hmm. had both so it's also an opportunity to look at the stories that we're telling ourselves so one of the favorite things i used to say and i still say is my favorite way of making money is while i sleep because mm -hmm. i'm not putting energy and effort into it i'm blissed out in like dreamsville and so my energy can be calm and relaxed and i'm making money at the same time so when we can become detached from the outcome and realize whether I try hard or I don't try at all, like it's going to happen how it's going to happen. So I'm just the conduit. And that's how we can open up to faith to say like, all right, God, source, universe, whatever you call spaghetti monster in the sky. You got me this far. <laughs> you got me this far. You 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 put this seed in my brain somewhere along the lines i believe that this was possible and so mm -hmm. the quantum field you've already actually seen the success hereafter it's already been there it's already been created it's already done so in the oh, oh this is gold <laughs> it's already yeah. done so when a thought comes to your mind about i think i would like to make a million dollars this year okay well it's already been done great now that you saw it it's already been done so who do I need to be in order for that to happen now sooner right. instead of asking like how is that going to happen most people get stuck in how so if you ask how questions you don't usually get to where you'd like to be going uh so um, who do you be is a better question or is a is a great question to ask um and I love this because I don't know that like I love all of this because I operate from a very similar spot. Uh, I believe that a lot is possible for myself. I have evidence that a lot has happened in my lifetime and um, things that I've wanted to have happened have happened. So when I look at that, I, I go back and I think, well, Chase, I, there's a lot that's happened in my life that I've wanted to have happened. So I can see that that's possible, but I also can get taught. And I think we all can is get trapped in this fear. Like, Oh, well, what if this is one time that it doesn't work, or this is the one time that I mess up. But I like the other thing that you were saying about this, Emily, it's kind of like, okay, so what, like on, on the strategy side of it for me is why I want to empower more women to be able to learn how to sell is that then they have this, Okay, so it might not have worked this way. So now I have this way of selling, or it's you don't have to just rely on one thing. You can do it this way or this way, or move around it so that you move into that outcome that you want, um, while trusting the process at the same time. Yeah. And so I love that we can combine these two in one yeah. conversation today. And you know, I think the other part is like you can't make it mean something about you. 
you mm -hmm. know, whether you sell all 50 spots or you sell one of them or you sell none of them, it doesn't mean you're good or bad if you don't and i think we do assign that meaning and we internalize what happened um and when we internalize what happened it does create a bit of launch trauma uh, mm -hmm. or sales trauma and that trauma gets stored in our body and our system and so you know you can do emotional freedom technique eft tapping to help tap that stuff out to move it out yourself um mm -hmm. if you notice you're getting anxious when it comes to selling you're getting anxious to make the ask or uh you're worried that people aren't going to buy going through an eft technique could really help snap you out of that negative pattern and into like new possibilities and um I also want to just be really upfront to say, like, not everything that I do is like a home run. And um, 2022 was a major contraction year for me personally, where all of my years prior, I had these like quantum growth, 2x, 3x, 5x, like huge quantum growth. And I realized at the end of 2021, I was like, there's some things that are out of alignment. I need to slow down. I need to pivot and sort of maybe shift some things that I'm doing, even though they were working and they were selling great. It was not a problem of selling enough spots. The problem was me. The problem was it doesn't feel good anymore while I'm doing the same thing that got me what I got. It used to light right. me up and it's not lighting me up. And right. I think for those people too, giving ourselves permission to take that like TV timeout to reassess and, and and to realign. And I can say that from that space, it allowed me to birth my certification and understand how I can go deeper with the people who I serve and how I can disrupt the paradigm of the broke healer and open up to wealthy healers and open up to new possibilities and help to serve people at a higher level. And I had a I had a launch that came through like intuitively, this amazing opportunity called um I've done a launch called intuition week and it's really really fun i basically it's like you know five days of people you get to drink out of the fire hose that is me and then like <laughs> people just have a great time and build community and people join my membership well i it's not like the most sustainable thing because at the time i didn't have team members that i have now and i was doing everything i was doing all the emails and the ads and the onboarding mm -hmm. and the and then i was performing the show and then it was like i was like i can't do i need to take i can't i just can't it was converting really great but i just couldn't do it anymore um and this idea to do intuition month came it was like oh this will be lighter i'm not going to be doing a facebook group it's going to be so and at the end of it i didn't get nearly the sales that I was wanting, nearly the sales that I felt was coming. And intuitively mm -hmm. I do, I tune into like how many, like how to set my goals. I, I in tune, I tune to my pricing and it didn't match. And it was like, oh, yeah. what happened? There was, a and, mismatch. and what was that? Was there a mismatch? Uh, there, there wasn't a mismatch. And what's so interesting is like, and I think it's also kind of sad and devastating at the same time, but sometimes we do have to go through those low points so that we can pick ourselves up and redo it in a different way. We can learn what worked and what didn't work. And interestingly enough, um, I've just been leading some workshops recently and some of the folks who have been buying, guess where they came from? Oh, yeah. Uh, they've been yeah. on my list that's where they came from and you know what i've learned about people in my in my community is that they like the nurturing they like yeah. that 
they like that time to get to know me for a little while or a long, long time. <laughs> and so we also have to understand that sometimes all the energy and focus we put into this one thing, it's not even about that thing. It's about the thing that happens in six months or 12 months or somewhere down the line that it, it, it needed to bring the people in. And maybe they weren't a yes now, but they might be a, a yes later. So I think that we have to hold the opportunity to so it's always this or something better. And I think maybe that coming back to what you were tracing back about me is like, I keep getting back up. And I, I think maybe that's what my problem is. I always think it's this or something better. Well, and, and this is so great because I think there's two parts to this for me. One was this, you know, when I was really doing a lot of live events and I was putting all my eggs in one basket and there was all that fear around it. And then when I came in with, oh, hold on a second, I don't only have to sell at the event. And what's my follow-up process post-event? What ended up happening was I started to think more about possibilities. I started to get creative, which I think you said earlier. It was like, okay, wait a second. I could be creative about this process here. Not everything has to sit in this one time where I put all the stress on myself. Yes, I have to trust it. Yes, I have to feel good about it. Yes, I still want to be able to make my offer. But what I was doing was... I developed this process after I'd have my events and it was this really organic process that came about. It was like this follow-up process. And I started looking at my clothes, like how many people would close from my events. And if you consider, let's say the event was in a November and by January, how many people from the event ended up in one of my programs or another? I'd have about 80% of the people who came to that initial event is because I found a way to move into another follow-up process yeah. that allowed me to like have a multi-phase sales approach. Yeah. And so as I started doing it more and more, I stopped worrying so much about what was going to happen that first time I was selling and energetically, I could just go into it and have an incredible experience and what was going to happen was going to happen. But strategically, I also had ways that I was continuing to offer my services because just like you said, not everybody was probably ready to work with me or yeah. in that way in yeah. that time. And that really has been a long lesson for me yeah. um, because people have come to my events for years and one woman came to my event in 2019 and she only just started working with me this year in 2023. And it's like, oh, okay, well, it took a couple of years. It's right. okay. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the thing is like, you know, you, you learned, you, you had the plan, the plan went well, went how it went. And then with the shift of the pandemic and no more live events, sorry, you yeah. didn't say, okay, well, I guess we're shutting down. You said, okay, well, we're going to innovate. And because you chose right. to innovate, you created this whole nother process that there's, there's time, there's a system involved that you don't have to fully 100% rely on this one thing to bring people in. And, and that's also what we're doing um, yeah. in my business as well, is that like, you know, now that I have people who we can help with the launch and we are going to do intuition week in May, I'm excited. Okay. Like, I'm so excited because I don't have to write the emails are already done. Somebody else is taking care of all the logistics. I can just show up and have a party. Um, and so, you know, with, with my energy going into that, 
you know, I always said like for years, like launching is not sustainable. You can't put all this energy into something and then do it again and do it again. like that is so like irresponsible. And, you know, I mean, it's irresponsible on a lot of levels, but especially yeah. energetically, because, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're what people want. We are the thing that people are buying. It's not like I'm buying, you can sell a thousand of these pens. I mean, it's us. And so we need our energy to be really cherished and taken care of. And we can't do that if we've just given it all and left it all in the field. Like, cause I know for me, it was like, I need a couple of weeks to recharge and get back and I'll yeah. be fine. But I cannot even like, I can't people after that. I actually was just uh, training my coaches about, we have an upcoming retreat in April. And I was training them mm -hmm. about like leading up to the retreat, what to expect during the retreat, and then how to make sure that they have space after for the integration period. And um, as you were just talking, you know, you're the second person this week that like kind of brought this to my attention, which is really a good, uh, it's a really good thing. So thank you. Um, mm -hmm. One person I was just on their podcast on yesterday and she said, actually, no, it was on Monday. She, anyway, she said, um, you know, you've got to be at this event and you've got to bring your energy and open the event and then clear the space and like, hold the, like what you do. That'd be so amazing to be at this event. I go, oh, I do that. I have done that. And I haven't done it for a while because I haven't gotten to a lot of events. Right. Right. And, um, and it made me think of that. And I just thought, wow, I could do this for other speakers to either be at their events or prep them for their events or help them to understand the container of the energy for the events. I could even help them with the sales process and the energy that needs to be aligned for their sales process. Like, like, oh, uh, yeah, I can have yeah. so much fun with this. So anybody's a speaker and they want some good energy. I am. I'm yeah. figuring that out. Um, Yes, absolutely. I, I, I really, I could go on and on. I mean, forever and ever. And I think we can keep going because I, I know we can talk about this. Um, we're in tune. And also, you know, what I love that you're doing is you're really helping people understand their energy and also ways to work with ways to be able to work through, um, strategies and things as well. And I, I would say the other thing that I really love about this conversation is that what we really do is we put so much energy into our businesses all the time, and it really is hard. Yeah. And the way you help people reset and reframe and go easy on themselves, I really appreciate that because we spend a lot of time in our heads and by getting into our hearts and our bodies, and I can see that that's what you do with balance with your clients and support them. It's kind of like, let's get out of our head, into our heart, into our energy and let it flow through us. Um, that's not my line of work. <laughs> and it's really great to know that it is yours. <laughs> and I want to tell more people who don't know about you, how they can find you, if that's okay. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm very passionate about this. And I thank you for how you summarize that. I always, I always love to hear in other people's words what I do. It just, it just lights up my, my heart. Um, and you put it perfectly, help people understand their energy and strategy. That's 100% what I do. Um, they can find me on my website, 
emilyarons.com. And I also love to hang out on Instagram. Um, so, you know, if you guys are loving this message and this podcast and this energy, um, definitely take a screenshot, tag me. And um, I would love to sort of see how we can connect and what was resonant. What was an aha? And, you know, start the conversation. I love, I love those private conversations and for sure. Of course, you're going to hear Jeannie on my podcast, Aligned Unstoppable right after this one. So I'm sure you're going to see us over there too. So, um, yeah, those are the places that I love to connect and, um, the, on the website, they can, they can find yeah. my, um, abundance power. Do I forgot to mention that. So when you go to my website, that's kind of on the top of the homepage there, you can get my two meditations. They are energy healings that are going to clear your blocks and help you open up to abundance. And then we always have a pop-up, whatever's like the like fun event that's going on at the time. Um, you can sign up to come to a new workshop or event or whatever we've got. So, but the main website's where it's at. Okay. This is so good. Um, I'm going to spend a lot of time over there, uh, probably, you know, more time than I should today because I have a few other things to be doing, but I'm going to do, do a deep dive into the podcast and even more and go and get your abundance power duo. Um, because truthfully, I think we, the more that we have to support our energy and the work that we're doing in the world and support the mission that we have to do the work we want to do, the better it is for us. So I'm a full believer in more support, more tools, more people who can help us be balanced, be beautiful in all ways, and just um, to give our gifts to the world too, without um, taking from us at the same time. Yeah. Um, so Emily, thank you for being my guest. And I know we're going over to yours to talk more sales strategy too. So I can't wait to meet you over on your podcast in, in a little bit. Thank you. It was so fun. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap us up on this episode. So thank you everyone for listening. It's been a pleasure. Again, you're going to see us on another part two. We're going to go deeper, but all the links will be for uh, below. So you can learn more about Emily Aaron's check her out. I know you have amazing videos and uh, reels and all sorts of information on Instagram too. So much to con uh, content to absorb. Definitely check her out as well. And if you're looking to know more about what I'm up to these days, head on over to geniespyro.com and I'll look forward to see you, seeing everyone in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.